great seeing you, Dominic. You know, when people ask me what have I been doing in the city, I say you need to talk to Dominic Carter because you've been covering me for almost 30 years now. Nice to be with you, Dominic. I think you are really in a very, very high league. And I watch some of your competitors on, frankly, the national shows, and I say, why aren't you doing a national show? Because I really think your delivery and your questioning wow. and your brain power is really at the highest level. So that's good. This is Dominic Carter, everybody. Now, here's Dominic Carter on Talk Radio 77 WABC. And good morning. Good morning. Good Monday morning. Hope you had a lovely weekend. Thank you, Curtis Lewa and your lovely wife, uh, Nancy. Always an informative uh, session. When I listen about the cats, I happen to be a cat owner. Had a dog, and now I I have a cat as well. And we have a lot to get to this morning. Curtis Lewa talked about Mayor Adams' upcoming trip to Qatar. We'll deal with that. Uh, But Curtis asked me to find out how much it's going to cost for such a trip. Well, one, it's not just the the mayor's uh, airline ticket. It is the security detail around him that is the most expensive. All of the detectives that have to travel with the mayor for his security entourage, taxpayers will be on the hook for that. But we'll deal with that later. I want to start out this morning by acknowledging one of our listeners, Sherry Stein. Sherry Stein. And if there's ever a person that deserves it, it is Sherry Stein. 40 years of service. 40 years of service as a police officer to the NYPD. 40 years. Think about that for a second. Tomorrow, Tuesday, is her walkout service. It's a a commemoration uh, like you're retiring, so we're going to greatly honor you. That's going to happen at the 6th Precinct uh, Tuesday. And all I can say, Sherry, is uh, 40 years is a very long time uh, working with the NYPD. Job well done. I hope that you enjoy your retirement. So, We are going to be taking your calls this hour on a number of topics, 800-848-WABC, 800-848-9222. So right at the top of this morning's program, I want African-Americans to receive opportunities. Bears repeating, I want African-Americans and all Americans to receive opportunities opportunities. But I am so glad that the lawsuit in the case of that fired Lion King interpreter who happens to be white was fired to bring in an African-American interpreter. Now, folks, think about that for a second. The The argument was, in this day of political correctness, gone way, way too far over the cliff, needs to come back, needs to be yanked back. The sentiment was that, considering that the the, uh, predominant character in The Lion King happens to be of color, that a white 
uh, sign interpreter could not represent African-American actors. Are, are we serious? Are we, and, and that's a, rhetor- a rhetorical question, are we, are we serious here? And so the white sign language interpreter for the Broadway show Lion King was booted, if you will, or told to leave and has just settled his federal discrimination case against the theater company that fired him. Him. His name is Keith Wan, and uh, the nonprofit that provides the sign language interpreters, uh, the Theater Development Fund, they resolved the dispute outside of court just two weeks after he filed his lawsuit. He and another interpreter were told to back out of the production in April so that he could be replaced by African-American sign language experts, according to the uh, the lawsuit. And so everyone is saying that they're, uh, they're satisfied with the uh, settlement. But folks, th- this is ridiculous. This is absolutely ridiculous. I want opportunities for African-Americans, but... This at some point we have to stop and say this is ridiculous, and so because and the argument also was that uh, African Americans deserve a shot uh, at at opportunity. Of course, of course, everybody deserves a shot, but this is ridiculous, and I'm glad that the sign language interpreter sued. Because this was a guaranteed airtight case. You cannot discriminate against people. So this man was told to give up his job so that a African-American sign language interpreter could come in instead. This is not the American way. President Trump this morning is uh, under fire from fellow Republicans, and the Republicans are right in this case to blast Mr. Trump. I'll tell you the president's side in a moment, but here is the issue. Some Republicans are blasting Mr. Trump for meeting yet again with embattled rapper, rapper, that is, excuse me, Kanye West, and white nationalist Nick Puente at his Mar-a-Lago resort in Florida. One Republican is saying he found the meeting troubling. Others are urging the ex-president to use better judgment when picking his dining companions. And so the number one critic I'm referring to is the governor of Arkansas, Asa Hutchinson, who appeared on CNN And, of course, Mr. Trump announced a uh, third bid for the White House earlier this month uh, during uh, an event at his Palm Beach resort. So the former president has acknowledged that he met with Kanye West and Mr. Puente. uh, And and this Puente guy, uh, I I, I don't need, he's... 
as it relates to the Holocaust, he has said that the math doesn't add up. So that means that he's no one to be taken seriously uh, to begin with. So in reaction, I'm going to let you hear what the uh, governor of Arkansas has to say in just a second. In reaction to coming under fire, President Trump is uh, calling Kanye West a seriously troubled man who just happens to be black. Those are the president's words, not mine. I, I don't understand what the black has to do with this. But again, Trump is coming under fire for dining with Kanye West and white national, nationalist Nick Puente. And uh, Trump has confirmed the meeting, but said that Puente tagged along without his knowledge with Kanye West. Puentes, Puentes, that's the uh, the man's name. And so, but he's, he's, he's not relevant no matter how you look at this issue. This is what the governor of Arkansas, Asa Hutchinson, has to say in criticizing the former president. Well, I hope someday we won't have to be responding to what uh, uh, former President Trump has said or done. In this instance, it's important to respond. And as you mentioned, the last time I met with a a white supremacist, it was in an armed standoff. I had a bulletproof vest on. Uh, We arrested them, prosecuted them, sent them to prison. And so, no, I don't think it's a good idea for a a leader that's setting an example for the country or the party to meet with avowed uh, racist or anti-Semite. And so it's very troubling, and it shouldn't happen. And uh, we need to avoid those kinds of empowering the extremes. And when you meet with people, you empower. And that's what you have to avoid. You want to diminish their strength, not empower them, stay away from it. And so the uh, former president, Mr. Trump, says that he was meeting with Kanye West because he wanted to sit down with them and tell him that he's a seriously troubled young man who, who needs help. But on, on this one, folks, uh, the president made a uh, a mistake here, and he should not have had dinner or, or broke bread with, with any one of these two characters, Kanye West or the other man. We are, and I haven't even gotten to the um, horrible situation in the Bronx where it appears a mother stabbed her two children. I'll get to that in a few minutes. We are opening up the phone lines now, 800-848-WABC. 800-848-9222, taking your telephone calls. Let's begin with Ilona in uh, Westchester. Good morning. What's on your mind? Yes, good morning. I love listening to your show every night when Thank I'm able you. to. Thank you. That's very kind um, of you I'm, to say. Thank you. Oh, oh, no, you're great. Listen, I'm just so sick to my stomach um, because 29 dogs in Qatar were shot and killed and suffered before they died. And I don't hear too many people talking about it, and that's Qatar. Right. So, I mean, what, 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 why is he going there? What is he doing? Mayor Adams. Yeah. Well, he says these animals. He says that he's going to observe security because he wants to bring the World Cup uh, to New York City. That's what a, City Hall is saying about the mayor's trip. That's a joke. You know that? This guy is using his power as mayor 
to go on all these vacations. He's still not standing by his police. He's embarrassing the police of New York City. Thank God they're such an awesome group, the police, the fire, the EMTs. Really, go over there and talk about the animals that were brutally killed. Do something, some humanity. That's what I say to Eric Adams. Stop it. Stop partying. You know, be a mayor. Stick up with your police. You know, the the police are putting themselves out there. There's not enough police. You know the whole deal. I'm just sick about it, you know? Well, I, I, I agree with you. I agree with you on this issue. And I just received an email from a friend of the program, Sal, talking about this trip to Qatar. And he says, uh, I understand that Mayor Adams is headed to Qatar to learn security techniques for a possible Gold Cup soccer match. That's followed by four question marks. He should be in New York City working directly on New York's financial and crime problems and could have sent a department chief to Qatar. Mayor Adams is a retired NYPD captain. So so shouldn't he already know about security procedures? I hope that he is not over there primarily to sample the nightclubs. That is from uh, Sal. I, I agree with you wholeheartedly. I do not believe that the uh, mayor should be making such a trip. Uh, He's exposing himself to should something bad happen in the city, crime related, he's going to look very bad not being here in the city. And the city has too many problems for the mayor to be on a junket, if you will, no matter what you want to call this. Uh, to Qatar. So I, I, I thank you for the telephone call. Let's go to John in Brooklyn. Good morning, John. You're on Talk Radio 77 WABC. Dominic, I hope you had a happy Thanksgiving, and you just took the words out of my mouth. I don't think the mayor should be making this junket trip to Qatar. He has experts already in the NYPD who could handle security issues. and yes. And uh, he he himself doesn't need to go. And I also want to say a quick thing about our esteemed former president. I'm actually absolutely stunned that he would waste his time with Mr. West and his, uh, shall we say, uh, companion at uh, his Florida residence. I, I don't think he should have met with either gentleman before, and it shows substantially poor judgment. I note this as someone who's a member of the president's political party. I I think this was a a serious mistake on his part. Well, I I agree with you, and I'm trying to rationalize, figure out within myself why the former president would engage. I mean, he knows better. And something like this, he says, again, it's important that we tell his side of the story. He says that he agreed to the dinner to tell Kanye West uh, that that uh, he's a troubled young man and needs help. That's what the uh, the president has to say about this, John. You, you don't buy it? That may be so, but still, he should have been aware about Fuentes as West right. companion, and uh, I, I think this was both a um, immoral and also maybe even politically strategically wrong mistake on his part. 
that mm-hmm. I, I fear could backfire severely on him. So, Define backfire in this case before I move on. Backfire in the sense that he's going to be losing a lot more support from critical, uh, credible Republicans, uh, both within the general public and also other figures, leading figures in the party who would would have supported him uh, without hearing the news about this dinner. Well, John, uh, I I thank you for the call. Um, This is clearly a story uh, that's not going to uh, go away, and we will see uh, how this all plays out. In a moment, I'm going to get to the Bronx mother who was being held in her son's murder uh, murders. She was once on child welfare's radar, and uh, it, there are reports that she believed that her boys were possessed. It's a horrible, horrible story out of the Bronx. I'll get to that in just a second, but let's go to Mike in Lake George. Good morning, Mike. What's on your mind? Hey, Dominic, uh, Lake, Lake George was fun. I'm in Myrtle Beach. That's all right. Uh, uh, Dominic, I got a call. I mentioned to Kenny. There's another connection to Cortland with Kenny and us. Uh, I thank you, Dominic, for letting me speak to John Cashamitidis the other day. Of course. Um, speaking about my dad rest his soul with supermarkets and mom rest her soul. And you know what? I just tuned in now before I doze off, and I got to say, echo about Adams. Isn't that nice? He, he calls it, what, a humanitarian uh, effort he's making? Give me a break, man. Give me a break. You know, World Cup. I mean, let's get real. We'll work on issues. You know, put, put the boots on the ground, as the saying goes. Right, Dominic? I mean, this guy's such a clown, like so many others in the country. Um, come on, man. You got more important things to do uh, uh, than, than going over to uh, try to be an ambassador for the World Cup, you know? I mean, come on. Right. Well, there, there, there is no way that anyone can can put this in a positive light, uh, this trip right. over to the World Cup for the mayor of New York City. You have the best security experts in the world right here in New York City. And if that's a trip that you feel is necessary, you send a deputy police commissioner, you send another top-ranking official. It just it yep. just looks awful for the mayor to be doing this. I believe he leaves December 1st. And God forbid something bad happened in the city. And I should know because I was with uh, Mayor Dinkins in Japan at the time right. of the first World Trade Center attack. And yeah. the the mayor, nor the city, nor anybody else knew what was going to happen. And we were in Osaka. We had left Tokyo, read the, uh, rode the bullet train, and, and, and which scared me to death. That's how fast that train was moving. And we were in Osaka, and the reports, and it was the head of the mayor's security detail, a man by the name of uh, Jules Martin, who I believe he's definitely now retired. And there were about three or four NYPD detectives on this trip. And the reports that we received started coming in the afternoon was that there was some type of um, uh, explosion in the parking lot of the World Trade Center. And a few minutes later, it was confirmed that it was a terrorist attack. And then next thing I know, I'm live 
uh, it was broadcast to the city of New York from Osaka to New York City with Mayor Dinkins, and he promptly announced, promptly announced that the trip was over and that we were heading back immediately to New York City. And we had, I believe, is if I remember correctly, a 12 or 13-hour flight uh, back to New York. And so, God forbid, something bad happens, and obviously we don't want this to happen, but if something bad happens while the mayor is at the World Cup, there is no explanation for Mayor Adams to be taking this type of trip. He knows better. And, Mr. Mayor, it... I hope that you don't plan on going to a nightclub while you're there. That will not be a good look back here at home. Let's go to uh, Bonnie in Manhattan. Good morning, Bonnie. You're on Talk Radio 77 WABC. Hi, Dominic. Nice to talk to you again. I hope you had a lovely weekend. I did, and I hope you did as well. I did. I did. I just wanted to say, I don't think that President Trump did anything wrong. I read the report in the um, the New York Post, and it seems that Conway happened to be in the area. And obviously he wait, has... Wait, the Bonnie, president- Bonnie, Bonnie, do, do you really believe... Remember, the president has Secret Service protection. Right. Do you really believe, Bonnie, that Kanye West with this white nationalist just happened to be in the area of the Trump resident. Do you really believe that? Well, that's the way it was reported, that he gave him a call. Now, obviously, he has a personal friendship with President Trump because he has his phone number. How else would you get in touch with President Trump if you didn't have his phone number? And I think President Trump realizes that he is a troubled, uh, not young man. I mean, he's, he's a father of four or five children, and he's an adult. But he realizes that Kanye does have problems, and the way I see it, is that the president did not want to upset him, so he told him, okay, come on over. I don't think the president realized that that Fuentes guy was with him. That's number two. I don't think President Trump knows anything about that Fuentes guy. And number two, if President Trump did not invite Kanye to lunch at Mar-a-Lago, the next thing the press would have been saying, oh, he's a racist, you see, because Conway's black. He didn't want to have him come to lunch. You know, President Trump cannot win for losing, okay, with the press. If he, if he goes to the left, he's wrong. If he goes to the right, he's wrong. He can't do anything right anymore as far as the press is concerned because they mean to crucify him no matter what. And so I understand also right. that Kanye visited the White House a number of times when President Trump was in the White House. Yes. So what was that all about? He wait. obviously knows the president. Oh, wait, wait, bon- Bonnie, Bonnie, please catch a breath. Let, let me just say this to you. Mr. Trump has Secret Service protection. Do you really think somebody can just show up for a meal with Mr. Trump with the Secret Service protection? No, he called ahead of time, and President Trump told him to come on over. That's what they said in the post. Well, he called I, ahead well, of time. Well, but because you see something in the paper, that doesn't make it fact. Um, unless, unless it's changed. I don't know how it works with a former president. But you don't get anywhere near a president unless you submit your name, your Social Security number. It, it's a procedure. Before you can even get in the same room, 
with a president or a former president. And I'm talking about what the things that I had to do as a guest of the White House or as a guest of uh, of a uh, president. And I'm sure it's just as tough for a former president. So, But I don't want to say definitively, Bonnie, because maybe it's different with a former president. But it doesn't pass the smell test. There's no way in the world. First of all, if if, if Kanye West showed up, with these guests that the president did not know was coming. That's extremely disrespectful, extremely. And you don't just show up on a former president, certainly someone like Mr. Trump and get past his security detail. I'm not even talking about secret service without everyone's identity being completely known. But Bonnie, I do thank you for the call and I hope that you have a great morning. I hear you on this issue. Let's go to Pamela in central New Jersey and see what she has to say. Good morning, Pamela. Good morning. Uh, I don't know. You talk about Mar-a-Lago's under federal protection. Is it protection or are they his keepers? It seems like everything leaks out of that place. But we never hear about the dining habits of Delaware, Nantucket, or Martha's Vineyard. Hmm. Interesting. Strange. Interesting. We know okay, when wait, 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 Pamela. Wait, 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 Pamela. One at a time because you, you're talking so fast. I can't follow you because you're going boom, 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 boom. So one at a time. Make your point again, please. How can we know everything that leaks out of Mar-a-Lago if he's supposed to be under protection? But yet we never hear about other people's dining habits. But, you get but, wait, but wait, 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 wait. See, that's that's where I'm having a problem. The fact that he's under protection, what does that have to do with information leaking out? How They're not the only ones with the information. Say How that again? We don't hear about other people's dining habits and dining guests. But what, what does that... Everything is out of Mar-a-Lago. But what does that have to do with the president meeting with, with some people that he should not have met with? We don't know who other people are meeting with. We never hear about other people's dining mm. situations. You get my drift? Yeah, I, I get your so drift, because- but but you're going along the line of politics that, frankly, I don't really like, and that is, don't look at me, look at the other side. That's what you're saying to me, in essence. No, no, there's only one side always being looked at. And if, if uh, he's supposed to have so much protection there, Where's the protection if, if the comings and goings of everybody is known? I thought protection meant you keep people protected. Right, but that has nothing to do with information leaking out about who the guest is. That has absolutely well, guess, nothing to do with it. Well, I guess they have good spyware at Mar-a-Lago then. Well, and, and, and also, and I, I hear you, Pamela, I, I hear how you feel about this, but also you, you can't have somebody as unorthodox that's the best word I can come with off the top of my head as a, as a rapper like Kanye West with the controversy surrounding him showing up and, and it not leaking to the press. Let me just give you this example, Pamela, before I take a break. Uh, Some of the city's best known gossip columnists ever have shared stories with me about Michael Jackson. And so who I got to meet a couple of times and it, it, to me, his life was sad. I'm not even dealing with the children issue. His life was sad and ter- to me that he had no privacy. Michael Jackson would call the press on himself just to have the hoopla of the cameras and the fans. We don't know if Kanye West notified the press 
uh, on the down low. But I do hear you, Pamela. Dominic Carter here with you folks. Talk Radio 77 WABC. We are going to take a break. When we come back, we will continue with your calls. We will get to the situation in the Bronx where a mother is is facing charges of murdering her two children because she thought they were possessed. We will take calls from Queens, Michigan, and Asbury Park. We'll be right back. Talk Radio 77. Talk Radio 77 WABC. And we are back. We're going back to your telephone calls. The former president, Donald Trump, having uh, Kanye West over for lunch and a couple of his guests. And uh, a Bronx mother is being held in her children's uh, murder, and she was once on the child welfare's radar. And, folks, I I do have to be honest. I am so sick and tired of the Administration for Children's Services. They have a tough job. But people are always on their radar when something bad happens. And And bad is defined as awful. Children dying. And we're spending millions of dollars for this city agency. And it just seems like they cannot get it right. And this mother in this case may have thought uh, that her boys were possessed. She wrote on Facebook uh, Saturday before the slayings, it's only one true God and I repent from all wrongdoings and negative influence. And she said that she was leaving all things that no longer serves her. Thank you for the the mercy. She has been apparently obsessed with demonic possession. And her boys were stabbed repeatedly, ages 3 and 11 months old. 11 months old. And the reason why I have to pause for a second, because as a journalist, uh, I I, I posted a picture on my social media. You can go take a look. And not because it's Al Sharpton, but I posted it because it was 32 years ago. A much younger Dominic Carter with hair as a journalist in this city. And here we are all these years later. And the one thing that I cannot do, I cannot do it. I can I can interview mothers that have lost their children. I cannot cover a child's funeral. Meaning that if I'm forced to do it, I have to do it from a distance. I cannot go inside and look at those little coffins. I cannot do it. And these kids, these boys, ages 3 and 11 months old. And police are saying that the mother made unusual statements about the devil. 
and their their bodies were found under a pile of wet clothes in a bathtub, their necks and torsos brutally slashed. That's another story that we're looking at this morning. I I don't understand what ACS. They all they they were on our radar. We spend millions of dollars for ACS, but it's always on the radar. That's what it always is. I see a lot of you folks want to talk about uh, President Trump. Let's go to Ron in Michigan. Good morning, Ron. You're on Talk Radio 77 WABC. Good morning, Dominic. Dominic, Good morning. Trump, Mr. Trump is no dummy. He knows exactly what he's doing. He knows exactly who comes to his house. And the reason he had those controversial figures was to get his followers who are wavering, who believe he is their God, to keep that support for him strong. And it's just a simple thing of he wants the publicity. He doesn't care who he he has to drag into that uh, so-called house of his. And uh, we're talking about it. And that's that's exactly what he wants. It worked, didn't it, for him? Hmm. This shows this shows his true colors. It's just my opinion. I, well, you know, well, I, I hear you, Ron. What 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 are his true colors in your opinion? Oh, swindling anybody he can, and if it if it involves racism, if it involves sexism, if it involves violence, and he can get away with it, he'll do it. Hmm. I, I I hear you, Ron. I, I, I disagree, but, but I hear you, and, and we're all entitled to our opinion. What part of Michigan are you located in? I'm just curious. Darien Springs, which is southwest Michigan. Okay. It's about, it's about uh, I'd say, 30 miles from Notre Dame. Ah, and, okay, uh, okay. Well, Ron, I, I, I appreciate your call. Thank you very welcome, much. You're welcome, Let's see what uh, Gina in Brooklyn has to say on this matter. Good morning, Gina. What's on your mind? Good morning, Dominic. I love listening to you. Thank you, Gina. You're welcome. My thoughts are um, Mr. Trump is known to be a very good father. Even Hillary Clinton said this at the end of their debate when they had to say something positive about each other. Yes. And I think that he extended his invitation, or however you want to put it, allowing him to come, Kanye, in a fatherly manner because he knows the fellow is trouble. I mean, nobody ever remembers the good side and the traits of Trump, that he raised his children. He did a very good job. Even Hillary had to say it. He's fatherly. And I think people have to recognize his positive side. Mm. So... Here's what he said on uh, on truth on truth that is social. Excuse me, uh, regarding uh, his meeting with Kanye, and I'm quoting verbatim here, Gina. He says, "So I help a seriously troubled man who just happens to be black. I, I I'm still not getting the why we have to know that he's black, but we already know Kanye West is black. Uh, who who wait wait who has been decimated." in his business and virtually everything else, and who had always been good to me by allowing his request for a meeting at Mar-a-Lago alone so that I could give him very much needed advice. 
So, so it appears, Gina, that you know what you're saying is the sentiment that Mr. Trump himself uh, articulated, and he called uh, Kanye West a seriously troubled man. So you believe that's what this was all about, Gina? I do. I think it was a fatherly demonstration of a man, you know, just receiving somebody as a guest and whatever he can do to help him in his mind. You know, he tried. But I want to tell you, I agree with you, too. Why do we always have to say black and white? It really irritates me. But I think in Trump's case, he's just saying that to say everybody says I'm a white supremacist. I'm, I'm, a, I'm a racist. You know, he's you're, you're correct. I, I didn't look at it that way, Gina. Thank you. You are correct. He's he's saying in his own way that you're always attacking me for this. Well, here it is. I'm trying to give a young man good advice who happens to be a young man of color. You are correct. And I believe that he was trying to do the right thing. I really do. Well, Gina, I thank you for the call, and you have a uh, great, great morning. In a second, I'm going to Marianne in Queens, but first let's go to William in Asbury Park. Good morning, William. What's on your mind? Good morning, Mr. Carter. Uh, good morning. Good morning. So what I think um, Trump might be doing, is, and Kanye, too, is Kanye, I, don't get me wrong, I think he's completely delusional if he thinks it's helped the matter. Kanye's trying to, trying to with the anti-Semitic stuff, he's trying to get the attention of a lot of the black youth that buy into the whole black Uber Israelite nation of Islam. I don't think a lot of black youth buy into that black is, Israelite garbage. Um, uh, they may I, follow I, the nation of Islam, you, but, but go ahead. Yeah, you see, he's trying to get the ones that are thinking to, 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 to realize, you know, that, that we all got to shame in and be, be a white guy from the trailer park like myself or those guys. And believe me, I've heard this growing up, man. I had cousins that were neo-Nazis. I know. I've heard all the same garbage. Trump went to Kanye and invited him over because he's hoping to pull Kanye out of that. Listen, man, most people aren't. They're just going to say you hate Jews. I know you might not do that, but but your rhetoric is harmful. And then Trump's hoping because Trump needs Kanye to win the the black folks that are might be, you know, south of 40 to vote for him. And I think, I think that I, I don't think anything, I don't think it helps the matter. I don't think hey, what hey, he William, did do, is William, advisable. William, do, you, do, do you really believe that? I don't think Kanye West, I forgot that he calls himself yay now or whatever it is. Yeah. I don't think Kanye West can influence anybody. You think he still can? Yeah, that, that that's what I'm saying. I, I think, I think the guy's just, you know, to most people that, that don't see a big picture, I think Kanye's just just gone too too far, and he's he, he. Most people aren't going to get the message that I. They, it's my theory behind what he's saying that that we've all got the same enemy. That's the enemy. That's the internationalist fascist at the World Economic Forum. They're trying to set up collapse America on purpose to set up world world government out of the chaos. They they get they get order out of chaos. Kanye believes that. I believe that. We might come from different backgrounds, but we got a common enemy. And that's the way Kanye see. I just don't think buying into the division of it's the Jews, it's the it's the Zionists. I heard all that before, man. Kanye's hoping to pull us together by 
engaging no, no. in some of that garbage rhetoric that, yeah, that the yeah, nation I, is. Well, I, I, I appreciate your call, and thank you, William. I don't think Kanye West is trying to bring anybody together. I, Marianne, I want you to do me a favor and please hold on because I'm late for a commercial break. And when we come back, I'm going to go to Marianne first before we go to anybody else. We are taking your telephone calls at 800-848-WABC, 800-848-9222. When we come back, the Chronicles of Dominic Carter and more of your telephone calls. And coming up at the top of the hour, Frank Morano and the other side of Midnight. W-A-B-C. You talk, we listen. This is Talk Radio 77 WABC. Handling legal matters is stressful. So, let the law offices of Frank Bruno Jr. provide you with the insightful counsel you deserve. The law offices of Frank Bruno Jr. has successfully handled thousands of cases for 25 plus years. They focus on elder law and estate planning, but are equipped to navigate you through all stages of family law and divorce to real estate law and probate. The law offices of Frank Bruno. Call 718-418-5000 or visit them at frankbrunolaw.com. That's frankbrunolaw.com. Frank Bruno Bruno. He's your numero uno. These are the Chronicles of Dominic Carter on 77 WABC. In Portland, Oregon. And here's why I'm telling you this. Folks say, Dominic, why, why do you focus on crime? You have an emphasis on crime. Well, you have to look at the big picture. A clothing store in Portland, Oregon has permanently shut down this month after facing a string of break-ins that has left the store financially gutted. How do I know this? This is according to a note posted to the front of the store on the window. Our city is in peril. This is what it says on the printed note. The store is a Reigns PDX And according to the statement, it goes on to say small businesses and large cannot sustain doing business in our city's current state. We have no protection or recourse against the criminal behavior that goes unpunished. Do not be fooled into thinking that insurance companies cover losses. We have sustained 15 break-ins, we have not received any financial reimbursement since the third. So that's just one store in Portland, Oregon. People are paying tremendously for the crime that goes on from New York City to Seattle, Washington. And I promised that we would go right back to uh, the telephone calls and start with Marianne and Queens. So let's do exactly that. Good morning, Marianne. And coming up at the top of the hour, Frank Morano and the other side of midnight. Good morning, Marianne. What's on your mind? Good morning, uh, Dominic. Um, well, I believe that the what's going on is really disturbing. Okay, when you say what's going always, on, you, you got you to gotta be a little more direct in, in terms of what? Okay, in terms of as soon as the Republicans find DeSantis, they want to get rid of Donald Trump. We are not voting for DeSantis. He's doing well in one state. Donald Trump showed that he did 
very well, excellent in the whole country. Now, going back to what this, whatever he's from, uh, attacking Donald Trump, this is, you know, typical. Republicans are so busy attacking one another that this is why we have Adams, okay? Adams will win even if he goes for re-election, whatever he wants to, because the Republicans are too busy killing the only person that can bring back the economy that he already increased in this country. We need the oil production back, okay, our economy back. And we need to put an end to that war that might end up in a world war. If we don't stop being so political and just trying to change things for the wrong, we are dumb. Why are we attacking so much someone that we all know that is not the typical politician? He's not a hypocrite. He shows what he is. He has a friend that supported him during his second election, and now people want him to just forget about him like if he's nothing just because he made a mistake. You know what? We'll stick with him because okay, that's but, but wait, wait, wait. Marianne, I'm with you, but Kanye West didn't just make a mistake. I mean, he, he just seemed determined to ruin his entire life. Well, then he needs help. He needs help because he has a lot of problems. He lost his family, and now the guy needs help. Why people don't look at this man as someone that needs sympathy for all of us? Why then we have to go and attack Donald Trump because he feels that he can help him? We have to be careful. Because we are killing the hen with the gold eggs, and that is Donald Trump. They want to get rid of this man no matter what, and it's the Republican Party who is doing it. I mm. hope that the black community gives his support to Trump because he is the hope that everybody, black, white, yellow, whatever color is, is the only one. So everybody now is on top of him. But guess what? God is with this God. And let me tell you, men, this Democrat men that are calling here, we the women support him because we have children to fight for, okay? What is going on in the school is what really we are trying to put an end. This guy brought the, the prayers and the Bible to the school, and the Democrat Party got the, uh, the gender change. And racism. So that's what we women are looking at. And we are sticking for him no matter what. Okay. Well, uh, Marianne, I thank you for your call. I, I, I hear I hear what you're saying. Um, I still don't believe that it was, it was the best possible move for uh, President Trump to have dinner at this point in time with uh, Kanye West. I just don't, I just don't believe it. Let's see what our friend Jennifer in Boston has to say. Good morning, Jennifer. What's on your mind? Hey, Dominic. Um, thanks, as always, for hearing me. Uh, yeah, it's it's just, you know, blood in the water for the, for the um, you know, Democrats and for the, the press, you know, who are basically just Democrats with press passes. Um, so it's a feeding frenzy, and I get it. It was a boneheaded move. I don't think President Trump probably knew the guy. He was maybe on the list, maybe given his name. That's going to be my guess, because Trump isn't that great sometimes at making, like, personnel decisions. He's made some good ones, and he's made some dumb ones. But I don't think he would put, have, you know, I think he's really wanted this um, chance to run again, and I don't think he would blow it on something like this. That's just my feeling on it. 
And I also, knowing his uh, care for people in his life um, that are African-American, as you have said, that I don't think he is would support that in any way. So that's just my guess. But if I could say, I'd love to know why President Trump is judged because he had a meeting at a dinner meeting, you know, a get-together. But yet when President Obama launched his, his, uh, his presidential campaign from the living room of a domestic terrorist, a previously convicted, he and his wife, Bill Ayers and Bernadette Dorn, Convicted domestic terrorists that were trying to overthrow the government. They were involved. They were involved with um, bombings and police killings. And he's given a free pass. The vial that came, in, came out of Jeremiah Wright's house, he's given a pass. And then he gets he gets what the Nobel Peace Prize for doing nothing. I mean, it's really it's incredible to me that what what that's all I needed to know about Obama. My father and sister. They voted for Obama the first time. They deeply regretted it. But, you know, they thought he seemed nice. I said, did you, did you not see where he started his presidential campaign? Does that not tell you all you need to know? So I don't know why one is judged by such a strict set of standards and nothing to see here move along in the other one. Because to me, you know, you can bump into a dope or have someone over to your house. We've all had it. Someone comes over with a friend or whatever. Trump should have been a lot more careful. I'd be the first to say that. But I don't think it was. You know, I don't think that represents what's in its heart. It's just what they try and pin on. And anyone that thinks that DeSantis is going to get a better ride, if he gets the nomination, hold on. It's going to be a bumpy ride. That's all I'll say. So, Well, uh, you thank, know, thank you. Thank you for the call, Jennifer. I'm short on time, and you have a, uh, a beautiful morning. I'm going to try uh, to get to some other callers, but first I'm joined by Frank Morano and the other side of Midnight. Good morning to you, sir. Hello, Dominic. How was your Thanksgiving? Ah, uh, <laughs> it was good. How about yours? Great, great. Uh, you did a great job filling in uh, with uh, our boss John Katsimatidis on. Uh, but wait, on but Thursday I have a morning. bigger question I'm ready. for you. I'm How ready. was Carmine's birthday? Terrific. He was a little. We sang happy birthday to him twice. Once at my mother-in-law's on Thanksgiving, and then once we had a small party for him on uh, on Saturday. And the second time, with everybody singing at him and with uh, this this flame in front of him and his birthday cake, he <laughs> cried. So uh, it was not exactly a profile in courage. He seemed at best confused and at worst a little frightened about everybody shouting at him with his name and having fire in front of him. So uh, he's still getting the hang of it. He did like, maybe not, he didn't really understand uh, the gifts that he got, but he did enjoy some of the boxes that the gifts came in and some of the wrapping paper. <laughs> Well, happy birthday to Thank Carmine. You. Thanks a lot. And so what do you have coming up this morning? we got an action-packed show. It's going to be a lot of fun. I'm going to be joined by, you know, we're going to be following up on this. We're starting the show by continuing this conversation that you've been having on the uh, political implications of Trump's dinner with Kanye West. And really, I, I am, uh, and, uh, you know, Nick Fuentes, I am curious if anybody's view of Trump uh, meaning supporting him or not supporting him has changed and why. So we're going to get into we're going to get into that. And then we got denunciations. I'm very excited in the two o'clock hour. I'm going to be joined by an author by the name of Dr. Jonathan Young. He's also a psychologist. And he wrote a fascinating article about the truth behind the legend of King Arthur. We've always heard the story of King Arthur and Camelot. He pulled the sword, became king. And uh, we're going to analyze what 
some of the truth behind the legend might be. It's a conversation that I'm really looking forward to. I have some fun stories from the weekend that I'm going to share, and uh, we'll get into a wide variety of subjects. Sounds like another fantastic show is coming our way. I want to squeeze in, Frank. Let's uh, try to get a phone call or two, you and I together. Tommy on Long Island, you're talking to Frank Morano and Dominic. Yes, how you doing? Good, good. Go right ahead, please. We're short on time. Yes, uh, I'd like to also comment that the fact that the guest list at Mar-a-Lago is uh, like an open book, yet certain people probably have visited uh, the Bidens in Delaware and you have situations like, you know, Maduro's grandson, uh, nephews being let off on drug charges here in America, getting sent back. And also my last thing is, I think the fellow that Kanye West with, uh, was with was a Caucasian. And if he was really like a white nationalist, and I don't know him at all, I don't think he'd be hanging out with someone like Kanye. That's all I have to say, but I appreciate it. Mm. Frank, do you have a take on that? Well, yeah, I mean, I, I'm going to um, get into it in, in just a minute. So uh, it's I have a complicated take. I okay. buy Trump's explanation that he didn't believe he didn't know who this Nicholas Fuentes was. I uh, and that seems to be borne out by some of the people that, um, you know, I can't imagine uh, Kanye West said to him, hey, I'm going to bring a white nationalist to dinner and uh, you, we're all going to have a great time. And Trump said that's just fine. <laughs> so um, the question is, should he really have? been having dinner with Kanye West? And right. the answer is, I don't know. Right. I mean, um, so I don't think it's something a typical politician would do. But if there's one thing that we've seen about Donald Trump is he is anything but a typical politician. Fair enough. Good point. I want to say what I said at the top of the show. Sherry Stein, uh, 40 years of service to the NYPD as a police officer. She, she is uh, uh, retiring on Tuesday. Sherry, good luck to you. Folks, you want to keep it right there. Keep it right there. One of the best shows in radio is coming up right now. Frank Morano and the other side of midnight right here on Talk Radio 77 WABC.